Hey, welcome to the Agency Blueprint, the podcast for agency owners looking to explore strategies for scaling a truly profitable agency, reducing stress, and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, business coach and contract CFO to agencies. To download a free copy of my international best-selling book, The Agency Blueprint, go to creativeagencysuccess.com. Hey, agency owners, wanted to chat with you today about a topic that is becoming more and more important in modern day business management, agency management, and recruiting. There are so many jobs now or so many applicants that are requiring uh, remote work, at least capable part-time remote work, um, as a prerequisite to even be applying for a job nowadays. And um, now with everyone having to be, having had worked remotely for such a long period of time last year, there is um, even more of an onerous in understanding exactly how to manage a remote workforce and how to be able to thrive during it. And realistically speaking, uh, the vast majority of my clients, as well as a lot of agencies, realized in the past year that remote working can be extremely efficient and can help create an even better company culture, work culture. Um, But there are lots of things that need to be thought about when it comes to how to manage a remote workforce as well as how to keep people engaged, how to manage people being isolated, and how to um, implement proper tools for management. One of the core pieces to this, I think, is the understanding and um, realization that you shouldn't be wanting to micromanage people while they're working remotely. And I see this um, happen so many times that you have agency owners or managers that are concerned how effective and efficient their employees are going to be while working remotely and it causes them to want to micromanage more or try to push them to have certain limitations. And I think that what really needs to happen is that remote work really needs to be fully embraced and that there really shouldn't be these guardrails. I mean, obviously there needs to be limitations when it comes to technology and ways to manage remote workforce, but it really shouldn't be a situation where you mandate specific days to be back in the office or that they need to be specifically in the office for a number of days a week, things like that, that I think uh, can create a lot of limitations and a lot of management around it. And that I think that realistically speaking, that if you are going to have a remote work policy, that it should be something that is open and that you have a team that you trust. And realistically speaking, if you have a team that you don't trust and that you are not feeling comfortable with them working remotely, then they probably shouldn't be a member of your team in the first place. And I think that it's an incredibly important thing to recognize that if you feel like you have to put limitations because of how you feel about your team members, that you really should be looking at the team member in the first place and figuring out exactly what's going on to allow for you to be able to uh, really truly embrace it. I think it's important for you to recognize that there's lots of impacts to how remote workforce allows for people to be able to have better work-life balance, how to feel appreciated, and allows for them to be able to manage their personal lives a bit better. And the recognition that uh, their jobs are a part of their life and not their entire life. And there's so many businesses that don't really put that and take that into the calculus of hiring people and managing people is that they have a personal life that should be more important to them than their job. And if their job is ultimately the most important, they're realistically speaking, probably not going to be a very happy team member. And it's really important that you do think about how you set these aspects of your company up to allow for you to be truly successful. Um, A couple things that I also wanted to cover are how to actually set them up for success and ensure efficiency. 
first and foremost here, one of the things that I think is really important is the understanding that remote working can create isolation for people and that you need to try to foster an engagement of connection with your team. And those can be done in a manner of ways from uh, virtual uh, water cooler meetings to connections on a specific day of the week or even having uh, remote working buddies that allow for someone to have connection with. I tried a number of these different things during the lockdowns when my team was not able to actually physically be together at all and allowed for them to be able to still have some connection, human uh, to human connection, which is extremely important for us as a species to be able to feel uh, connected. We are a herd animal and it's really important to be able to do that. I also think it's really important that you think about um, the amount of distractions that there could possibly be in the home and um, allowances for those types of distractions should they have children or have things going on in their home that do create those distractions and the way that you're able to facilitate making sure that they have limitations to those distractions is dedicated work areas for them in their homes and making sure that you're providing them with the equipment that they need to be able to do that and making sure that you realize that for me for example what we do is that they have the exact same setup same desk same monitors same everything and all they have is a laptop that they're able to transport from the office to their home that has the exact same machine so that's the exact same setup and everything is 100% the same even to the mouse and the keyboards and everything so that everything that they have in one location versus the other is exactly the same allowing them to be able to have that easily connectivity uh, to what they're doing and being able to stay as efficient and effective as they were in the office and one of the other aspects to a managing remote remote workforce even is managing communication so communication is difficult when in the office but when you have remote workforces there's lots of things that did create lots of communication barriers and confusion during lockdown for many businesses and with so many different types of video communication instant message communication what i saw happen for a lot of businesses was that they were using all of them and they didn't have a centralized type of system for these types of communication i think it's extremely extremely important that you have a standard for how your business does communicate whether that be in the office or out of the office but especially important when they're not physically in the office well, how do they actually communicate via instant message? What is instant message supposed to be communicated for? Do you allow the ad hoc type of meeting? Should everything be scheduled? What is the primary choice for video communication? How do you set up meetings? All of these different things that allow for um, your team members to be able to collaborate and communicate, even to your project management system. So one of the things that I learned during the lockdown was that um, in instant message communication, people were very confused about the urgency behind things when something was sent via instant message. So what we implemented was a, a prefix to everything that was sent, whether a no reply was needed or reply when ready or an urgent matter so that you are able to notify the person that's receiving that communication how important it is so that they don't feel like they have to stop what they're doing and do and reply directly to that meeting so that they do have that uh, understanding of what is supposed to be and setting that expectation of what the reply is supposed to happen. There's also systems that I found were pretty interesting. I don't use them myself, but has been helpful for clients of having systems that allow for you to have uh, essentially a virtual office where you have someone that actually is physically sitting at their desk. So they actually update their location. If they're in a meeting 
altogether. It'll automatically update their location to saying that they're in a conference room and meeting together. So you can actually see where your team is and other members of your team are able to see. You can turn on the do not disturb sign essentially that you would have outside your office if you were physically there so that they know that you're in a meeting or that you're busy or you're on the phone. So they're trying to reach out to you while you are engaged in a, another conversation. So it just allows for additional clarity about what exactly is going on for you in your workday to allow for just being able to have that fluidity of conversation and communication. Communication is so incredibly, incredibly important when managing a team period and having those communication standards about how everyone has that information transference because it is um, a very collaborative working at an agency is a very collaborative type of environment and if you don't have a way for your team to be able to appropriately collaborate and the work that they're doing it can cause a lot of frustration it can cause a lot of limitation it can cause a lot of the work that you are actually delivering to be limited if you don't have a very clear way for your team to be able to communicate and collaborate and it can also create things and problems within having work being able to be delivered appropriately because someone wasn't expecting something to actually happen or someone was expecting something to happen and didn't actually take place the way that they expected. And that happens inside the office as well, but it does happen even more so. I noticed during uh, the lockdown that a lot of people did run into as an issue with having and managing a re remote workforce. So really having very clear communication standards, especially during a remote work environment. And there's lots of companies now that are going to be moving to being either solely work from home or even limiting or restricting the number of seats that they have in the office. So thinking about that piece of your business as well, there's lots of cost savings that you can have when working remote. And one of the things that I'm an advocate for is that if you're not going to have an office where your team can actually come in and work, I do think it's something that you should be reallocating some of that budget to providing your team members with a compensation for them working from home. I know that this is counter to how a lot of people feel about it, but I do think that it is only fair that we did have budgets allocated for those things. Um, even for me, where we were providing foods and snacks and things like that, that no longer were an expense for me. So we did start to provide additional benefits and work from home allowances, things like that for our team members so that they uh, were able to cover the cost of what they would have had and that they do have in working from home, even if it's just making sure that they have some of the best internet that they possibly can in their home so that they have the connection and the connectivity to the office that they need so that they don't have limitations to bandwidth, especially when everyone started working from home in the past year. It was a very difficult transition for many people because residential internet was just not working very well because the ISPs were not really prepared for so many people to be working from their home during the day. And there was these spikes in internet usage that caused bandwidth issues. One of the uh, final pieces that I wanted to chat about is the importance of how you actually manage meetings as well, which is one of the primary forms of communication. We've all had meetings that didn't go very well um, or that um, could have been limited or shortened and it, it really bled into our productivity for the day. And so I think that even more so happened um, in, happens in remote working environments because of um, a number of different reasons. But so I wanted to touch on three different sort of uh, fixations on, on different pieces of meetings and management of meetings in a remote environment. The first piece, assuming that it isn't a collaborative um, type of meeting where it's a creative meeting or a brainstorming meeting, because if you are having a brainstorming or collaborative meeting, if you're familiar with the Google uh, study Aristotle, 
Um, I do, um, if you haven't, you definitely should look into it. It, it covers um, the amount of effectiveness that different teams have when someone is a natural born leader versus not. And surprise, surprise, the ones without the natural born leader tend to have a more effective and creative type of meeting that allows for them to actually be more efficient. So um, aside from a creative or collaborative type of meeting, it does tend to be more efficient and effective to have agendas, making sure that you're setting a time frame for what should actually be covered and when, so that team members have a very clear understanding of what things are going to happen and how long they're going to be in these meetings so that they can focus on getting the work done that they still need to get done that day. Another thing that I have um, been an advocate of in or out of the office are daily stand-up meetings. And it doesn't necessarily have to be every day, but having a meeting that allows for people to be able to communicate where they are. So one of the things that we do at the start of every person talking during a daily stand-up, it really should cover just a very short number of things. And what we cover is how I'm feeling. So they can say, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling tired or I'm feeling motivated so that you can actually have a separate conversation as a manager with that individual that's needing support, um, where or what is their focus for the day, where are they stuck, or what do they need help. The point of the meeting isn't to solve any of these problems. It's actually just to highlight what's going on for that individual so that the manager in that situation can actually allocate time specifically for that person that is stuck somewhere or point them in the right direction of where they need to be, uh, who they need to speak with to get unstuck. And then the other thing that is really important is just these regular meetings, whether it's with a client or whether it's internal for a project, just making sure that you have um, specified time that you have for those people to connect and, and very clear definition of exactly what's to be covered and how long it should be and when it should happen. One of the other things and final things that I want to talk about when it comes to meetings and managing a remote workforce is the idea behind having a meeting-free day and more and more businesses uh, are doing this. Um, and I think that it's just so incredibly helpful to have a non-meeting day. For me, that doesn't really tend to be a thing because, I mean, my entire work is actually meeting with clients and working with them, consulting with them and helping them get unstuck in their daily lives within their agencies. So aside from me, though, um, your employees and my employees do have days where they just need to be able to put their heads down and work on the stuff that they have to focus on. And so should your team. I think it's really important that you provide them with an environment where they're able to actually be able to do the work that they need to and be able to really uh, grow and be able to have the space that they need. So I just think it's really important to be able to think about all of these different implications that you have in the remote workforce and making sure that you're setting your team up for true success. I, I do and I am a huge advocate for remote working. I was before the pandemic and uh, continue to be now and think that it's a great benefit to provide to your team members especially the fact that we do live in this modern era where we're able to do it and i mean i work from all over the world on a very regular basis i'm i don't know whether i'd fully describe myself as a digital nomad even though i am from time to time i enjoy being able to live my life and um, enjoy my life and i think that it's incredibly important for not only me to be able to do that as the business owner, but for my team to be able to do the same thing. I hope that this episode was uh, super helpful for you and gave you some framework around how to think about remote working and how to create an environment where you can continue to foster that remote working environment. 
did want to let you guys all know that this is the last episode of 2021 and I wanted to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and I will see you early in 2022. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the Agency Blueprint Podcast. To find out more, go to agencyblueprintpodcast.com. For links mentioned in this episode, please check out the show notes. As always, go to creativeagencysuccess.com to jumpstart your agency today.